Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses in the Negev. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 8 through 15. Bring forth the people who are blind, yet have eyes, who are deaf, yet have ears. Let all the nations gather together, and let the peoples assemble. Who among them declared this, and foretold to us the former things? Let them bring their witnesses to justify them, and let them hear and say, It is true. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. I, I am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I declared and saved and proclaimed when there was no strange God among you. And you are my witnesses, says the Lord. I am God, and also henceforth I am he. There is no one who who can deliver from my hand. I work, and who can hinder it? Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake I will send to Babylon and break down all the bars, and the shouting of the Chaldeans will be turned to lamentation. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Philippians chapter 2, verses 25 through chapter 3, verse 1. Still, I think it necessary to send you Epaphroditus, my brother and co-worker and fellow soldier, your messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for all of you and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. He was indeed so ill that he nearly died. But God had shown mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, so that I would not have one sorrow after another. I am the more eager to send him, therefore, in order that you may rejoice at seeing him again, and that I may be less anxious. Welcome him, then, in the Lord with all joy, and honor such people, because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up for those services that you could not give me. Finally, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord, To write the same things to you is not troublesome to me, and for you it is a safeguard. This morning's reading, in uh, we're going over uh, the letter of the Philippians to the Philippians, 
then we're picking up as well in Isaiah. So we're following those two books in order, at least today and yesterday. Um, and today, I didn't speak much about Philippians yesterday, um, but I typically do when we go through it. Because the letter to the Philippians is Paul's letter to veterans. The city of Philippi was once called the Victory Colony at Philippi uh, to signify uh, the battle at Philippi in 42 BCE. Um, and that was the last breath of the Republic when um, Brutus and, I can't remember his companion, but basically Caesar's killers were hunted down and uh, defeated. And this occurred finally at uh, Philippi by um, Octavian and Mark Antony. Um, and they were avenging Caesar. Uh, they were, um, and this, this was when the, the empire was born and the republic died. But anyway, um, in 42 BCE, a, a, a legion of soldiers was retired at Philippi. It became uh, an urban center, a thriving port city. Um, and then again in, I, I think like, to CE or somewhere right around when Christ was born, um, another legion was retired from a different unit. And so Philippi was founded by veterans receiving a plot of land upon the, the end of their military service. And then in the 50s, uh, when Paul is writing to them, this is the first town on the continent, the European continent, that he's, he he's encounters. Um, and he knows it's a military town. Uh, he mentions the Praetorian Guard. Um, it's the only place in the New Testament that, that refers to the Imperial um, Secret Service, basically. Um, and not in a derogatory way. Um, Paul uses military imagery often, whether that's the armor of God in his letter to the Ephesians, um, or his letter to Timothy talking about fighting the good fight. Um, here he's actually addressing uh, the descendants, the families of uh, former uh, soldiers. And he uses language that they'll identify with. He's a very skilled writer and orator. Um, he adapts his message so that others will understand. I mean, that's precisely what he thinks the gospel is about, adapting the Jewish traditions and language and history for a new audience, for the Gentiles. He's known as the apostle to the Gentiles. And he s talks about being a soldier here too in the 25th verse. He talks about Epaphroditus as a fellow soldier, not necessarily to him, even though that's probably implied, but a fellow soldier with his audience, the, town, the church at Philippi, who are the children of veterans who are military families. But he goes even further um, and he does this elsewhere, but I think, I think this in particular is Paul appealing to a military audience. He said um, that Epaphroditus almost died, um, and he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up for those services that the Philippian, Philippians couldn't give him. Um, dying so that others benefit. Um, being willing to give up your life for some greater cause is 
uh, if there's anything that identifies a soldier, someone who serves, um, it is that, that we call it the ultimate sacrifice. Um, and that is to give one's life um, in service to a cause that is greater to themselves. And Paul here uses that to create a connection between his audience and Epaphroditus. Um, soldiers, Roman soldiers would know um, that you may be called on to die, that um, survival isn't a virtue. Um, survival can't be in and of itself a good because sometimes the best among us are called to give up their lives, in fact. And so that it can't just be that the greatest good is to survive. The greatest good is something else. Paul would say it's Christ. Um, and that sometimes the best people um, do not actually hold on with a death grip uh, to their lives. Um, they're willing to give up their lives. And he, he seems to use this in several instances in the letter to the Philippians. Um, and it seems to me that because of the history of Philippi, that this would resonate in particular with that, um, with that crowd. Prayer for the fourth week of Lent from the Book of Common Prayer. Gracious Father, whose blessed Son, Jesus Christ, came down from heaven to be the true bread which gives life to the world, just all the more give us this bread, that he may live in us and we in him, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.